to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by J.D. McClintock. J.D. started his real estate career as a buyer's agent 13 years ago and has since become a broker and now operates as a single agent selling homes in Palm Beach County, Florida, on track to sell nearly $5 million in volume this year. J.D. was the 2015 chairman for the Realtors Association of Palm Beach's Young Professionals Network. He continues his work with YPN today as both a committee member and on the advisory board for the Florida Realtors Young Professionals Network. Passionate about education, J.D. is a speaker, trainer, and moderator for real estate education events at realtor boards at the state association level and within his Keller Williams brokerage. During his tenure as chairman for YPN, J.D. brought national speakers to his YPN events and has experience hosting everything from 25-person educational events to audiences of 200-plus people for the Young Professionals Network. J.D.'s discipline and drive is also found in his past achievements, completing an Ironman triathlon in 2009, his 10-year career in professional water skiing, and his multiple years as the number one slalom skier, holding multiple titles in the U.S., Canada, and abroad. Now, let's welcome J.D. to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. You know, J.D., as uh, our producer was reading your bio about all these sporting things, nothing was more obvious that you are your mom and dad's son more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, just full disclosure, uh, his parents, well, Michelle's one of our longtime great short sale coaches. Those of you who are in the co- uh, coaching program, Real Estate Coaching Essentials, you certainly know Michelle McClintock, and, of course, his father. And both of your parents were, like, in their uh, – they were basically part of the Canadian – like backup Olympic teams, and your dad was like he he was on the Olympic team of some variety, wasn't he? Yeah, 1979 world champion in water skiing. Um, both were world class coaches in water skiing, so it's kind of in the blood. It's in the legacy. My aunt was three time world champion. It just kind of goes unsaid with the name that we have. So. Yeah, that's the reason I love you. Well, your whole family really is because you guys are focused. You get things done. You're not afraid of obstacles. So. Um, you know, when this show idea originally was proposed to me, I was excited about it because the fact is is that not a lot of people are really paying much attention to, other than National Association of Realtors with their 30 under 30, there's not a lot of focus on the fact that in order for a real estate industry on a whole to continue, really have to bring in younger folks. And, of course, we've known you for as long as we've known your parents, which seems like forever. And, you know, <laughs> I, re- I realized that what you were doing with the YPN was a fantastic idea. And, and I also realized that really, truly, this is the future of our industry. So um, we have a, uh, a bunch of questions that you and I are working off of. But just out of curiosity, um, when I am out and about and when Julie and I are talking to other agents, it definitely seems like the average agent, we know this statistically is true, or they're in their 50s and maybe they're you know looking at maybe retiring in the next couple decades or whatever, whereas a lot of the, uh, you know, in order – to essentially have our industry continue, we need to have folks your age get into it. What is the mindset, generally speaking, about from, uh, from millennials about getting real estate licenses? I mean, what's, 
what is it? I, I, what do they really think about being realtors? Well, I, I think the mindset of it has shifted. I think with all of the different uh, television shows and stuff that we have now, real estate's become sexy and cool again, particularly the real estate agents. So, I mean, it's awesome because when I started, you know, 13 years ago, I was 20 years younger than anybody else in my office. So now when I'm seeing my peers that are of similar age or even where I'm 10 years ahead of them in the business and they're coming in fresh, they're hungry. And uh, to say it nicely, the professionalism that a lot of them bring because they're starting their careers and they're ready to go, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. And with the YPN networks that they're attracted to and that we're attaching them to, they're getting well-educated in the business to, to have a long career in it rather than, like you said, a secondary career in it. It's awesome. Well, you hit the nail on the head, J.D., and I think that's absolutely true. Uh, now, ironically, Julie and I, this was our selling real estate. We got into real estate when we were in our early 20s, and this has basically been our only career as well, and now we're in our mid-40s. Uh, so I'm relating to what you're saying on multiple levels. But it is very true and very interesting. That real estate for a long time has been your fallback to your fallback to your fallback career, Right. Real estate yep. was what, if I can't get a job, or real estate was your part-time job, or real estate was something someone did on the side. It wasn't, generally speaking, a primary focus. And, what, and again, what you said is true. The millennials that are getting into this, and you can see it, and you can feel it, they are actually treating their real estate practices as they would say, for example, if they're starting a tech company. I mean, the, mind, the startup mindset that seems to be prevailing your generation is being finally brought to our industry. And that really is rocking the boat with a lot of folks that are older, a lot of the generation that's been in control of this industry for a long time. It, do you ever you, – what, kind of, what is that tension that's there? I mean, you're, you're dealing with sort of like a, an MP3 versus maybe a CD. How do you, in your YPN groups, how do you help – the agents who are you know used to using tech used to communicating the way they're used to how do you what what types of education is being provided or what type of thinking is being provided to help bridge that age gap between the fact that you know really we, we're dealing with an older industry and, and, and the YPN members are generally under 30 so I mean I think realtors a lot of them now are getting more forward thinking at all ages but with the with the technology that we have I don't know about you but Gen X, Gen Y, and even millennials are used to helping our parents and otherwise with technology, right? So I think we have an understanding. We have a basis of helping people come forward. I think that's a principle that runs where we're more collaborative and we want to help others. It, nothing is as much trade secret as it used to be. So even with the education, I mean, when I was running the YPIN last year, one of our core focuses was education back into our community. So once a month, a YPN member would teach, and usually on a technology topic or otherwise, but whatever was needed. And we created that relatability and showed people. But when we talk to them, when we say, hey, you need to be flexible. There's not one way of communication, and especially in real estate, we all do business slightly different. We need to be adaptive. And I think that brings the older generation forward, but it also slows us down a little bit and goes, okay, how do we make this work for everyone? But it's part of a core value that I see within us, so it's good. In a very competitive marketplace, how does somebody who has youth and, and this is just a fact, inexperience, I'm not talking about you, I'm just talking about really anybody that's less than 30 that's not, obviously not been in real estate for, say, someone who's, been, who's 55 or 56 and been in it for decades, right? So mm -hmm. how, does somebody, who, how does somebody who has youth and inexperience but has, you know, 
essentially a lot of other attributes going for them, ease of use of technology, you know, forward thinking, just, you know, a different approach to business and real estate in general. How do you compete with someone who's, uh, you know, essentially been in the industry for, you know, decades and has a long-term track record and has, you know, deep embedded roots into a community? How does somebody actually overcome the their youth and lack of experience, just to say it a different way, but not in a de- – I'm not trying to be an ass, but it is, you know, compared with that, <laughs> I think it's a fair statement. I, I had mean, to deal I with that, that too when I was – yeah, Julie and I had to deal with that exact issue constantly when we started selling real estate in, in our 20s. But we didn't have – this was back in the 90s, and technology wasn't your sort of fallback. You know, you didn't have that. So it was, I think, a lot harder now than maybe it is for you, so I'm curious what you say. I mean, I think it comes down to one thing that that someone on the younger side of this industry can plead with, and that's the energy that they have in it. I mean, they are hungry, right. and they can show and convey – I'm here for you. You know, I may work longer hours. I'm on the grind. I'm in that part of my career, you know, and if I have one or two listings versus somebody who has, you know, 10 or 12, my focus is on getting those two because, yes, it's my livelihood, but it's also my focus when that's what I have. And if you can show a seller early on in your career, hey, you know, what, what differentiates me is, yes, I have less going on per se overall, but that means you've got my entire focus for everything you need, and, and I'm going to sell this house because it's what I've got. You can win with that energy. They they yeah, want man. that. They're looking for somebody that's got that focus on them, people like that. Oh, you know what? That's genius what you just said. I hope our listeners are paying attention. And you know what? His answer basically is applicable to any age group, not just millennials. So what, what J.D. just said, you guys better write this down and remember it. At the end of the day, energy and enthusiasm will win every time. Energy and every enthusiasm time. will kick every time. It will kick the butt of experience. It will kick the butt of you know education even. It will kick the butt of long track record. You can go in there as a brand new real estate agent and have energy and enthusiasm. Now you have to have a you know have a good listing presentation, use a good pre-listing pack, be professional, yeah. look professional. But if you have energy and enthusiasm, trust me when I tell you, you will win nine times out of ten. Versus say somebody who just kind of walks in there, you know, I'm entitled to this listing. I've been selling real estate in here since you know whatever, whatever. Those types of folks, that's where the more seasoned agents are vulnerable to people like JD. So that's a kind of an interesting little paradigm shift for a lot of us that have been in the industry forever. You bet you guys better be getting your energy and enthusiasm on, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point. You sound like you want to say something, sorry. No, no. I, I, I mean I and I was gonna say, like you said, it transfers into um even people that are well established. Reinvigorate that energy and take that into the listing presentation. The entitlement kind of of farming and otherwise we don't see as much when younger people come in because of everything we, we just said. But you bring those energy levels up and you get back into serving and giving and trying to show what you're going to do, and, and you're, you're back on the level of winning again. And again, guys, being a successful agent, especially a successful listing agent, just following a process, just following a system, it's just doing the same thing over and over again. You don't have to ha- go in there with a bunch of cat and monkeys and, you know, you don't have to be putting on some sort of ridiculous performance. You can be very professional of energy and enthusiasm, and you'll win, you know, most cases you'll win at a very high probability. We have coaching clients, and J.D., you know this from personal experience. We have coaching clients that join us that have virtually no experience, maybe new in the industry, follow the real estate coaching essential system, follow the listing presentation, the pre-qualify, the whole nine yards, and they're able to take listings competing against seasoned agents. That's, to me, that's really, really exciting. 
you know, that's fantastic. So let's talk about why you're, what are the hottest topics? What are the things that the YPN folks are most interested in? Well, I mean, for, for YPN, and I, and I think it's for everybody, but the focus on we find, I mean, people ask, okay, what education topics are hot? And a lot of times it, the two focuses when it shakes down, whether it's technology or otherwise, are stuff that either cut costs for us or cut time. Time efficiency and flexibility is, is a Gen X, Gen Y, millennial thing. We want to be able to be on the move. We want to be able to do what we want when we want to do it. Um, but at the same time, we want to make great money uh, in what we do. And real estate provides that, but, of course, there's disciplines that, that need to come with that too. So when you talk about education or otherwise of focuses that we have, from that standpoint, I think those are the two cores, no matter what the topic is, that we want to see shakedown out of it. How is this, for me or my client, going to either save us money or save us time in how we're getting things done so that we can live a more rich life? So what would be, say, for example, J.D., say 18 months ago, what would have been the trends? What have been the, the things that people would have been talking about as far as lead generation that they aren't talking about now? In other words, what basically flamed up and burned out or what is, what is flamed up and is burning out as far as something that would have been seen as a lead generation idea? Because generally speaking, lead generation is always what agents are most focused on in groups like this, though it sounds like you guys are a lot more balanced. But give me a, what comes to mind with that question? I mean, there's a major. You got guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff today talking about Snapchat that didn't that didn't exist 18 months ago on any kind of level on anybody's kind of radar. So I mean, 18 months ago it was Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. You know, Instagram may have been basically coming on the scene. I mean, I think all these things are great, but the getting out there, your sphere, your contact methods and stuff as far as lead generation with the people who are closest to you first, I think are always most important. The per- this is still a contact game. It's still a personal game. Um, but then if you want to talk about new lead sources that are coming out used correctly, you've got major players talking about these new forms of social media and used correctly, yeah. But to me, that's in part a branding method, and it's still the one-to-one contact that's really going to help you win and find people fastest in this business. Damn, J.D., you're a millennial basically saying what we say, that basically social networking is not the sharp end of the spear. That's what I think I just heard you say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a necessity. It gets you out there in the world. It's going to keep a presence there, but that's not going to necessarily seal your deal. You're not, you're not on a level of communication of trust. You're building a relationship from a distance. People are seeing you, and based on your content, they're going to grow to know and like you. But until you're in front of them and they, and they connect with you one-on-one or you make that phone call and set that appointment, you're, you're really not there yet. And, and that's my opinion, and I think a lot of people would agree with not that. not your opinion, bro. It's a fact. I mean, what you just yeah. said is a fact. The, and, and there's a lot of people out there, and it's something we rally against on our podcast, who are lying to agents. And I'm going to stop, you know, I've committed to this group. There's 100,000 plus agents that listen regularly, and I promised them a year ago I was going to stop trying to be PC. So I'm using words like lying. But there are people out there that are lying to agents that are telling them that they can basically do what they need to and want to do from their real estate practice by just doing the social stuff and not doing the real work that you described so elegantly. So I agree with you. And, guys, listen to what he said. And this is, oh, my God, it's a millennial saying it. 
The social networking stuff is not going to get you into the end zone. It might occasionally start a conversation, but at the end of the day, if you don't have the sales skills, if you don't have the discipline, if you don't have the mindset of actually going out there and doing the actual work uh, that requires skills, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, you're not going to get very far, and you're going to be frustrated. And, yeah, this whole trend up about Snapchat and Facebook and all these other social sites, you guys cannot be fooling yourselves anymore into believing that that's going to be something that you really can hang your hat on. I'm not going to doubt that occasionally someone closes a deal or has a transaction or starts a conversation that leads to something, you know, from a complete stranger. It happens occasionally, but that's, you can't depend on that. You guys actually have to learn the actual sales skills to go out and get the business. So why, JD, why do you, why do people, you know, why do you, in general, I mean, this is not just millennials, but why do people avoid learning how to actually have sales skills? What, what is it about selling and having sales skills and actually having the discipline of knowing what to say and when to say it? Why is that something that so many people seem to just think that they don't need? Agents. I mean, I don't understand it, to be honest with you, because, <laughs> I mean, if you want to succeed in anything, if you want to know something, if you have an interest in baseball cards or anything else, you know you know it inside and out, and you, you can convince somebody of something about that. Um, based on the conversation energy you have in it. So if you're going to do that in real estate, you know we're not consultants. We're salespeople. We're leading people and ethically to a decision. So, I mean, to be afraid to ask for business or to make the calls or, or otherwise that you need to make to seal the deal. And I don't think, I don't think any of the social media is bad. I think it expands your reach. It'll take you outside of where you are. And if you've got good content to portray, it's going to open doors that you necessarily wouldn't have had open. But like we said, you've got to put in the work behind it and and, and reach out and not be afraid to ask for the deal. Um, I don't understand why people are afraid of it. I, I, well, you, you you just said something, and I don't realize I don't I don't know if you know that you just said something that will probably make a lot of agents' teeth itch. You said we're salespeople. You said that, which is true. We are salespeople. Uh, mm-hmm. But most agents would never in a billion years, J.D., call themselves salespeople. Have you always considered your – I'm sure with your parents, you had your head screwed on straight, and they never let you go down some you know, crazy path of denial. But have you always considered yourself sale, a salesperson? I, I had a brief tenure where I, w- I liked the word consultant. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know what, and I think that was part of where we were in the last 10 years, where we were consultants and we wanted to make people feel good. And we do want to make well, people feel about, good. what man? Yeah, I don't know, but I've come back where I'm proud. I'm proud to be a salesperson. I'm proud to be young, um, and in this business on on a level that I probably haven't been more than ever. And and there's nothing wrong with the most the most money made in this country are because of salespeople. We should be proud of what we do. Amen. You know, and that's so true. That is the essence of it. And JD just said something really great. And it's it, the history of history. The highest paid folks have always been salespeople. And you guys might, some of you are still going to be on con, in conflict with accepting the fact that you're a salesperson. Well, guess what? Uh, you are a salesperson. The same as a great surgeon is a salesperson. The same as a president is a salesperson. The same as anybody that helps anybody make a decision is a salesperson. So we're all salespeople. And when you guys proudly, as J.D. has claimed, wear the badge of salesperson, then what follows is you're knowing that you have to be responsible for learning how to sell. 
Because if you're a consultant, what the hell does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. You're not responsible. You're not holding yourself accountable to anything. But a salesperson's job is to sell something. And then you're saying, I'm, this is who I am, and they're knowing what to expect, and there's none of this sort of you know, confusion. So that's really powerful. So, uh, J.D., let's talk about specifically how um, someone in – like how do these YPN groups work? Do you, do you get, describe the structure of them. Like, explain to the listeners why if someone's a millennial, like how they can benefit by – it couldn't – it doesn't necessarily have to be through a structured group like YPN. It could just be, you know, they put their own group together, but you've obviously done all the hard work. So, so how does that work? How does that benefit them? Right. So, I mean, on the state level and then at your local level with these associations, and, I mean, to talk specifically about YPN, because there's different YPNs for different industries, but real estate specific, because that's where we are, um, you know, it has to be formed by an association to be a Realtors YPN for any given association. And um, Realtors Magazine in 2006 started recognizing with the 30 under 30, hey, we've got something here. We want to connect with this younger generation. We, we need to replenish what's coming in, and they started to create a, a structure. So, I mean, if, if you're – and a lot of people aren't. A lot of people don't get involved in the leadership association level, but there's a lot of committees – inside of these associations that run different aspects from uh, ethics to humanitarian efforts. Well, YPN is just another committee that sits in there with the, you know, with the mission to start bringing this younger generation in. You know, there's a chair, a vice chair, and assignments can be laid out to different people. But like in our case, we have 8 to 12 that come together on a monthly basis, and our focus is on basically outreach of bringing people in to the young professionals that are connected to this business. In a business where of 100 people that come in, 80 people will be gone the next year, something has to hold people in and keep them uh, attached and growing their professionalism in the industry. And YPN we're seeing as a gateway for that when the organization is informed specifically targeting the 40 under four, like excuse me 40 under 40 the under 40 crowd that's the demographic target but we say in our in ours you know it's young and young at heart we want the experience from those that came before us but we want the energy and commitment and help growing those that are new to the industry and keep them here for the longevity of the career what are the biggest misconceptions that people in general but mostly people from your generation have about selling real estate uh, that I don't need to do it right now, that renting is fine, uh, you know, as far as on the other side, so they don't really see this as a career path. I mean, I, there was a, I think there was a time we were looked at, like, used car salesmen or otherwise, and that's not the case. This is, this is a profession. I always, I mean, I do a buyer's consultation for every client. The reason I do that is because my wealth management guy sits me down once a year to look at everything, and I give him five to ten thousand dollars a year towards my retirement. Okay, I'm going to move anywhere from five to two hundred thousand dollars of somebody's money on, on on a transaction. I need to be a professional, and I need to know what I'm doing. This is not a fly-by-night. Um, type of thing when you really look at the mechanics of what's involved in a real estate transaction. So I think people's misconceptions is that it's, you know, a part-time is a good place to start, but, you know, there are some serious things that are done here, and the younger generation can come in and probably acquire the knowledge faster and hold it to a higher standard, but they look at it as like, oh, well, my mom does it three weekends a month when she's got some downtime and a friend asks. Um, well, so, you, so I think that's you, you just 
you just said something. I'm going to inject because you're, you you said like three really good things, and I'm going to make sure our listeners are hearing this. And this is definitely something I've observed from you know my perspective, right? So we have lots and lots of folks that join Real Estate Coaching Essentials every single month. It's a no-brainer coaching program. You guys know it. Your mom is part of it. She teaches the short sale arm of it. You know, it's a complete coaching system, complete real estate system. It's only $100 a month if you use the student approval program. You know, by the way, guys, if you want more information, I just scroll down in your mobile device and just fill out that simple form, and someone from our team will call you back. And when you do, we'll give you those six free books. I mean, this uh, Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the basis of uh, the McClintock's real estate practice, and I think your mom's got, what, 200 uh, basically transactions pending right now, something insane. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. What I've noticed from uh, you know, my perspective is that people your age don't question. You guys have more of a tendency to follow uh, the process laid out in front of you. In other words, you guys have a tendency to make better coaching clients than, uh, say, somebody, for example, my age or older. Why do you think that's true? Because you just described that. You just described the fact that in this industry, to be professional, you have to actually develop the skill set. You have to know how to answer questions. You have to, you know, we're describing essentially professionalizing the business, which you're 100% correct. 90% of the industry still would, would wrestle with the concept of actually having a professional approach to this business at the level that you're describing. Millennials seem to embrace that quicker than older generations. Why do you think that's true? I mean, I I think the huge opportunity for millennials is that uh, once people get out of schooling, whether it's high school being you can get at least in Florida into this industry at 18 or a university degree, you're in an education mindset. And you've been told, okay, learn this and apply it or learn this to be tested on it or learn this because it's what you need to learn. I think that's a major component in it is that up until early years out of college, we're used to acquiring the knowledge and then doing something with it, okay? Um, I think once you get farther and farther away from that in a society that most people don't read a book once they're out of university, um, people don't understand that absorb, apply knowledge, and build skill out of it. Uh, so I think that's a huge opportunity for young, young professionals coming into this industry is continue what you already know, study, learn from guys like you who have a program that's set in place that shows a track record and run with it as hard as you can and, and don't question don't question it. Look at those that came before you and there's a, a track record success and just do it because you're going to see the same results. You know what's so cool about uh, real estate in general and your generation in general? And we say this on the podcast every single day and I believe it with every you know, grain of my essence. There's, there's no industry better to be in. There's no industry that you could possibly choose that would be more, you know, where you could build as much wealth, help as many people. And frankly, Amen. even though there's a, even though there's a billion realtors out there, so few of them basically think like JD does. And so, if those of you guys who are on the fence, you know, some of you guys are thinking about getting licenses. Some of you guys have licenses, but you're not taking your business very seriously. That's, you know, a lot of you. The reality of it is, is that you can't find, you, you know, you're thinking, the mindset is, I'm going to wait, I will do it when my big opportunity arrives, or I'm waiting for the right time, or, you know, all these procrastination, ego-based fear things. You guys, this is the perfect time to absolutely be tripling down on your real estate business, because J.D. and I were talking in the virtual green room prior to the show, and J.D., you should share with the listeners what your mom told you about Liz Penn's. 
But the fact is, is we are in the midst of a changing real estate market. And if you are a millennial or really any age group, the fact is, is that right now, because of all the things that are going to start happening over the next, next six to 12 months, there are so many people out there that need help. So much money that you can be made. And at the same time, in order to service those people, you're going to have to have a different, more refined professional approach and skill set. Just accept it and run with it. You know, I, 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 so this is a true story. I originally came across your folks back in 07, I think. And your mom and your dad were on one of our first uh, training calls we did uh, about short sales. And this was a lot of our listeners have known us, you know, for a lot longer than that, back in our hard Britain days in the 90s. But that's when I originally came across your parents. And I remember both your parents embraced it at such a high level. And, and like within 90 days, they were kicking absolute ass. They were cleaning up. That same opportunity is happening right now. You guys want proof? J.D. brought some interesting statistics just about his individual market with the Liz Pens. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, well, I mean, the, yeah, that was the interesting thing. In the last week, talking to my mom, she's like, you guys are absolutely nuts if we don't have a massive <laughs> pipeline of short sales coming in uh, over the next year. She pulled the she pulled numbers in in our county fifty one hundred list pendants and what that means is that they have missed three payments and statistically it also means that they're never going to catch up again. There's very few people that come back from that, which is a huge opportunity for listing. Um, these people don't have a choice at that point, and if you can show them where it's so much better for their future to do the short sale over the inevitable foreclosure. You're a hero to them, and it's no money out of their pocket because of the way the short sale sale is structured. It's, it's, I mean, in the next two years, it's going to be unbelievable. It is. It's going to be un- – it is truly – and he, guys, some of you don't know this, so I'm going to drill down on something he said. Statistically, when somebody misses a payment, and we know this from the last bust, and go to – you guys are saying now, where do I find my list pens information? It is public information. Um, you can get it from Realty Track. You can get it sometimes, in, depending on your market, Zillow actually publishes it. So you can find all this information out. So the list pens, depending on your state, is something that's filed after they've in Florida after they've missed three payments. But what we know is statistically, after they've missed three payments, I'm sorry, after they've missed one payment, we know that there's something like a 90% chance, even if they have equity, that they're not going to make another payment and catch the mortgage up. Okay, so just think about that, because for the most part, the last thing someone won't pay is their mortgage. Where does this go with all this? In his market alone, over 5,000 folks this month alone have hit the 90-day payment. Statistically, what that tells me, and should tell all of you, within 90 days, that number is going to creep up to at least 7,500, and then it's going to go over to 10,000, and then you're going to start seeing the market massively shift really quick. This is where a lot of our knowledge comes from, incredible agents like J.D. and his family, so we can see what's coming next, and we can report it directly to you guys. Take advantage of this information. Do something about this. If I were, I mean, honestly, if I were in my 20s or my 30s or my 40s, I would absolutely positively get involved in YPN. If for no other reason than I like the energy that comes from younger people, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I like being, the thing that's cool about your generation, it, it, you guys get crapped on a lot, but you know the truth is, it's so did my generation. Everyone called Generation X slackers, but when I run into millennials, for the most part, you guys definitely have a different mindset about business that for, you know, for the most part, you guys have expectations for your lives that I think 
aren't just solely based on greed and solely based on, you know, maybe some of the things from my generation, to be honest with you. I mean, the Gordon Gecko generation, if you will. You guys seem to have a more global perspective. But at the same time, even though people like to call you guys lazy, you're not lazy. You guys are just basically being more strategic. You're reading the tea leaves. You guys are learning from the past mistakes, and you're trying to choose wisely what your next steps will be. That's how I perceive it. You know, and, and again, there's a, there's, a little cla- there's a little generational war going on. I can definitely perceive that as well. At the end of the day, there's like ten times more millennials than there are, you know, any other generation. So, guys, the JDs of the world, with a very short while, they're going to be running the world. So get connected through a YPN group so you can start getting into that vibe. It does revitalize your energy and your motivation. So, JD, a couple things. A, thanks for being such a rock star, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate being here, Thanks for your time here, on the radio show today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And by the way, we need to revisit the topic about you being a coach, obviously, uh, especially after this podcast. <laughs> second of all, uh, second of all, uh, your connection. If someone wants to get involved with YPN, how can they do it? Yeah, the dire- I mean, the direct connection and where you want to go if you don't have a YPN in your area or you're not aware of it is um, let me get let me give you a web link. If you go to Realtor Mag, Realtor Mag dot Realtor dot org forward slash YPN, or just Google uh, uh, National Association of Realtors YPN, it'll come up. But basically, that's going to take you a place. It'll tell you about it. It's going to give you a starter kit. If you uh, if you want to start one and you don't have one with your association, 18 pages on exactly how to go about starting a network. J- just to give the background, four years ago, we started the YPN. Four people would show up to our events. Uh, within a year, that was up to about 25. Two years later, we're throwing events with over 300 people at them where we're raising money for charities in, in a two- and three-hour sitting from six to eight to $10,000 um, for different local charities that we want to show involvement in our communities with. So, I mean, there's an exponential growth on these things. People want to be involved and the place to start, and don't be ashamed when there's four people hanging out at the first YPN. Um, that site's going to give you an idea of where a, a nearby association is. And, of course, when, if you don't have one, you don't really know how to start even after that, reach out to somebody. There's a ton of Facebook groups that will lead you to the different YPNs. Um, and there, there's a way to get this started where you are, and I promise you your association and your community of realtors will be better because you have one. J.D., are the only regional, like would it be YPN of Palm Beach, or is it like could I have a YPN group as part of our organization? Could, could Inman you know, have a YPN organization? Does it work like that? So it could, but you wouldn't be affiliated with the National Association of Realtors um, under their guidelines, uh, a, a network that used to be called chapters, they're now specifically called networks, um, has to be with a recognized association if it's going to be um, affiliated uh, with the magazine and with realtors. Uh, but, okay. I, I mean, Keller Williams has a young professionals now. I'm part of, I'm part of the leadership for South Florida for that, and we're, we're building and putting on a lot of events that are specific to our company. And I think you're going to see that within the other major companies as well, um, that, yes, they want to keep you under their doctrine of what the company stands for um, also. So, and we're having a major impact. I mean, next Monday we're having a blood drive for the unfortunate happenings of Orlando. I mean, when you see, and I, I don't want to pull us away from this, but it's crazy also 
um, the millennials want to give back as well. And and the Definitely. YPN is a huge aspect uh, of doing that and being connected to the community. I think that's where some of the success comes from because people see us out there and they want to be affiliated with what we're doing, which is awesome. Talking to folks like you, man, really makes me energized to be um, a continuation or continue to be part of this industry. It really does make me believe that our future is going to be much brighter than our past, regardless, guys, listeners, of what's happening or what's going to happen in the economy and the housing market on a whole. Um, there's always going to be opportunity in real estate. There's always going to be money to be made. There's always going to be people upsizing, downsizing, buying investment properties, buying second homes, buying, buying, buying. Forever and ever and ever, that's always going to be true. Um, yeah, man, so I really appreciate your time today. I really appreciate you uh, being part of our coaching organization uh, for so long. And, uh, yeah, listeners, there you go. Definitely consider becoming part or starting one of your own YPN chapters. Sounds to me like it's a fantastic organization that you guys could really benefit from. You know, it's funny, J.D., you and I never mentioned once the fact that these are killer groups to basically network for real estate transactions. Because obviously when you have 1,300 people at a meeting, those aren't all realtors. Those are obviously a lot of other people too, so, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we invite, we invite outside groups. To, to come and network with us because obviously realtor to realtor is great. I mean, one of the focuses for this interview that I want to hammer home is a lot of times YPN is seen as, oh, it's just people who get together of a similar age and go have a drink after work. No. Uh, my focus and the focus of the YPN sort of mission is go, okay, where's the business relationship out of this? My county is huge. We put events on north and south rotating each month through the year so that you're willing to drive up to build a relationship in an area where you're going to refer business to. And oh, by the way, we've met each other, we like each other, and we're sitting on the other end of that phone, whether it's locally negotiating a deal or I need something that's two, you know, two counties up even. I know that person. I know I've met them. I like them. I trust them to work with a client that I'm referring them to. It's all about the business at the end of the day. These networking groups are not just a have a drink and hang out thing. You need to go into the situation looking for the business. It's worth mentioning, listeners, we have a national, actually an international audience, but business organizations, networking organizations like this, you know, in your marketplace, like in L.A., there's a really good, well-established group of, you know, it's called provisors and provisors might have like a group specifically for plastic surgeons and things of that nature. Now you're not a plastic surgeon, but it doesn't mean you can't host an event and become part of the organization. So when you guys deep dive into the, that's the, one of, frankly, one of the cool things that's basically been made a lot easier is being able to be participate in these groups because of the technology, because of the internet, it's a lot easier to put a group together, a lot easy, easier to disseminate information in every marketplace, you know, BNI, doesn't matter. There's just so many different ways you guys could be directly networking. You show up to one of these meetings, you're automatically part of a private club, and real estate will become a natural, organic conversation. And, hey, guess what? It's a great way to make, you know, do deals. So, guys, open your minds to it. And back to what J.D. said, hey, guess what? If you really want to survive and thrive and, you know, have a long, storied real estate career, you sure as heck better be getting off your – freaking Twitter accounts, Snapchat, no, no one needs to see another picture of your lunch, for God's sake, and go out there and network. Guys, come on. This is obvious. It's self-evident. Hey, J.D., I really appreciate your time and being my co-host today. Thanks, Tim. I, I mean, I, I've loved it. It's always great getting a chance to talk to you. I appreciate it. Cool, man. So everyone, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, 
visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.